five, four, three, two, one. We're live. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Tuesday, Alember, uh, December 11th. I said Alember. December 11th, 2018. Let me repeat that yet again. Tuesday, December 11th, 2018. Welcome in. Episode 166 of the G Meeker MMA show. We took last week off. A lot has happened within a week. Very, very interesting week. Nonetheless, both in mixed martial arts and in my own life. I got some fucking crazy stories to talk to you guys about today, but let's not waste any time. Had a good weekend. Aside from the bullshit that I've gone through so far, we've been good. We've missed you guys. There's been a lot of UFC action. There's been a lot of mixed martial arts action, a lot of stuff, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of exciting performances. Last weekend at UFC 231 was one of the best times I had watching a fight card. UFC always delivers when they come to Toronto, so I enjoyed that one. I had a lot of a lot of fun. I watched a lot of good fights. Um, on some unfortunate things have happened, but uh, we are moving quickly past those. Welcome in. Like I said, we got a great show planned today. Let's read down the list of what we're going to be talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, Max Holloway defends his. Featherweight title defeating Brian Ortega by TKO Dr. Stoppage, one of the best fights of the night. You know, Brian Ortega showing the heart of a true warrior. I was just watching that fight and I was just, goodness gracious, he's just taking shot after shot after shot. How many more shots is this guy going to take before he goes down? And I was just looking for that one finishing sequence. What's, didn't it happen? Brian Ortega was in it from the very beginning, and then you see it later on in the fight, and you think it's kind of over. He Brian Ortega comes back a little bit, and you know, you know, he he puts forward a fight. He wasn't out of the fight by any means whatsoever the whole entire time. Unfortunately, the doctor deems it deems him unfit to fight, and I think that's one of the best stoppages ever. Because as many shots he took, I mean, if you look at the world record for or the record of how many significant strikes Max landed in that fight, goodness gracious. So talk about what's next for Max Holloway. There's a lot of super fights out there. Are there fights at 145 that intrigues him? Are there fights at 155 pounds? Personal fight I recommend that I would want to see next would be Frankie Edgar, who is coming off of a win over Cub Swanson. However, there is no one else at 145 that marks a number one contender, in my opinion, uh, that sparks interest. I mean, obviously, there's Honato Moicano out there. Um, Chad Mendez. Um, Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar is the top of the list for me, so we'll talk about that. Um, also, another barn burner to kick off the pay-per-view main card was a banger. As soon as it was announced as a fight matchup, I knew this was going to be a, a chaotic fight. It was a chaotic fight from start to finish down in the light heavyweight division as Tiago Santos you know, continues his streak at 205 pounds, defeating Eric Anders in his last fight, then in this recent fight, defeats Jimmy Manuel in a back-and-forth KO contest. They were throwing bombs, bombs away the whole entire time. Both these guys were firing back and forth at each other with ill intentions from the start. At the end of the day, Thiago Santos emerges victory, victorious Excuse me, over Jimmy Manuel. We'll talk about what he... What 
and what and where he goes from here. Excuse me, I'm a little flustered. It's been a little bit of time since I've been on here. Um, also, UFC 231 had a second title fight in the co-main event as Valentina Bullet Shevchenko took on the strawweight queen, Joanna Young Jacek. And, you know, it was a very technical fight. I thought it was very technical. I thought Valentina took a very interesting approach, obviously. Like, you know, because it was a lot more... It wasn't one of those fights where she could bully her opponent like she did at Priscilla Cachuera, for example. Um, it wasn't one where Valentina just had the complete edge. Both women are super skilled. Both were really trying to win this fight. And, you know, as a tough... As, as, as tough... As tough as a fight as it was, you know, you had, you had to put... The caution out there. You had to be cautious. You can't make any mistakes. This is for the women's flyweight title of the, of the world. Valentina has already had uh, continued success over Ioana in Muay Thai fights. They fought three times. So, Valentina Shevchenko is the new UFC flyweight champion. Congrats to her. It's a long time coming, you know, especially with the Nico Montano situation. Um, Valentina was a boogie woman at 135 for the longest time. And she's had some really good wins up there. And the Juliana Pena fight, um, the Holly Holm fight. Um, obviously, she had the fun fights with Man Nunez, where she was on the unfortunate wrong end of. And... You know, Priscilla Cachuera fight where she beat her down. She just beat Joanna again. Who could be next for Valentina Shevchenko? I have a couple thoughts on that. We'll mention them at this point. I'm pretty sure we all talked about them. Another fight on the main card, which was very exciting, was Olivier Oba Mercier versus Gilbert Burns, which was this back and forth fight. Very fun fight. Very interesting fight. Um, you know, it was just nonstop action. Both men just kept coming forward. And no matter what was getting hit, no matter what you were getting hit with the kitchen sink, Olivier just kept coming forward and kept coming forward and kept coming forward. And, you know, they made it a fun fight. It was a fun fight. Also, in the women's strawweight division, Nina Ansarov defeats... Claudia Gadelia by unanimous decision. Number 11 ranked, if I'm not mistaken. Just beat number one, I think number two or something. I don't remember what, what number, uh, Claudia Gadelia was, but that was a fantastic performance. Did you see that jab? She's kept popping her in the face with that jab. That was a beautiful jab. Nina looked amazing. So that's, that is a huge feather in her cap. So where she goes from there. And right down to the next thing on the list. What's next for the winners? Basically, what we were just implying. What's next for Max Holloway? What's next for Brian Ortega? What's next for Tiago Santos, Jimmy Manuel, Valentina Shevchenko, Joanna Young, Jacek, Nina Ansarov, Claudia Delia? We also got another fight night. The final fight on Fox. Kevin Lee versus Ally Quinta 2. Great fight card. We'll talk about that. Talk about the main event, predictions, fight picks, etc. Ben Askren's in the news as well. When is he not? He is slated to fight Robbie Lawler, but in his defense, he feels that a fight with Kamaru Usman could come to fruition within the next few days. Could that be something? Yes, he's struggling to make it a main event for Anaheim. They're not unsure about Woodley. Um, Colby doesn't seem to want to fight Kamaru. will not accept any other fight unless it's for the belt against Tyron Woodley. Hey, all respects to that, though. Um, but... Could we see Ben Askren versus Kamaru Usman? 
just the fact that Ben Askren's in the UFC is good enough for me. So we will see what happens. Like I said, and before we begin our show, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you guys know that we are available via Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts as well. Podbean, Podbay.fm, Castbox.fm, etc. You get the picture. All right, let's begin with Max Holloway's dominant victory over Brian Ortega. You know, Max Holloway is notorious to be known as a slow starter. It was a fun fight. Max is the type of guy that I feel picks up the pace after a while, and he puts the pace on you like he did against Jose Aldo. It was a pace that defeated Jose Aldo. It was a pace that defe- defeated Brian Ortega, and it's a pace that he's he's put on all the guys that he fights. He puts an incredible amount of pressure on you. He has a great chin. He comes forward, hands down. He lands the most significant shots. He he wears you down. He overwhelms you with his pace, and then he finishes you, whether it's by submission or it's by stoppage. First guy to finish, Anthony Pettis. Look at the way he beat Jose Aldo. People want to sit and compare Conor McGregor's fight to Max Holloway, which was five years ago. Max was like 22 at the time. Look at him. Now, that seems to be a potential rematch in the near future for both men. Um... Going back to it, it's as if you look at Max's Max's ascension, his rise. He was already on a streak before he even had the uh, title, so it almost seems like he's cleaned out the division. And he's like one of the only people that has cleaned out the division and is slowly but surely running out of challenges. So, could Max move up? Could we see a super fight with Khabib Ramagomedov come into play, um, streak against streak? Could we see him against Frankie Edgar? I don't know. I, I, I am complete support of all those fights. I think the Frankie fight is one I've wanted to see for the longest time because Frankie is another guy that's known for his pace and uses his pace to slow people down. Um, has he nearly been as dominant as bef- as he used to look? I mean, at the, the AA or Rodriguez fight, he was very dominant. Um, obviously, he was stopped by Brian Ortega, which is crazy because you look at how Max Holloway beat the brakes off Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega knocks out Frankie Edgar. So what does Max Holloway do? What can Max Holloway do to Frankie Edgar? It's a really huge log jam at 145. And I'm very curious to see how this comes together. I'm, I'm very excited for Max. I'm very excited for the division. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to add this to another piece of history because he is essentially part of UFC history. And something I was going to allude to earlier was that I wanted to compare the the victories with Jose Aldo. For, for, all right, com- compare Connor's victory against Jose Aldo and Max's victory over Jose Aldo. Now we don't get much to play with when it comes to Connor versus Jose because you know this start off. You know Connor throws a couple kicks, uh, you know a couple feints. You know Jose comes in, runs in recklessly, gets caught, finished. Thirteen seconds. Thirteen second KO. Will forever go down as one of the craziest, most quickest knockouts in UFC history. Biggest win for Conor McGregor at that point. Max Holloway put it on Jose Aldo in the first fight. He he, he eventually got to the point where he wore Jose Aldo down. He beat Jose Aldo down. I mean, goodness gracious. I I don't think I can go back and watch that Max Holloway fight. I mean, look at the pace that he put on him. He beat Ortega down. He beat him down to essentially where he was helpless. 
His face is a punching bag. You see the ferocious pace that Max puts on, that he put on Jose in the third round? Finish him the same way both times. Look what he did to Brian. He's capable of doing that to a lot of people. So, what can we see next? I mean, I would have to pencil in the Frankie Edgar fight, and then after that, then he can go to some super fights. Because, you know, after Frankie, there's no... No, there's no huge contender that I would want to see. There is some fun fights for Max still at 145 pounds, but you know, for for legacy wise, if he wants to move up and maybe fight Khabib, fight Tony Ferguson, which Tony Ferguson seems to express huge interest in, I'd like to see Tony Ferguson versus Max Holloway. There's a lot of fun, freaky fights out there that we can see. So, like I said, Max is one of the greatest of all time. Definitely earns his spot. Definitely is blessed, Max blessed Holloway. So congrats to Max Holloway. Let's move on up, maybe like a couple hundred pounds, maybe like maybe like sixty pounds or something. I'm, my math's off. One forty-five to two hundred and five pounds. However much the gap is, somebody can put together the math. The math for me, excuse me. Tiago Santos versus Jimmy Manuel. That was a banger from the beginning. You know, originally when Tiago beat Eric Anders. It was originally supposed to be Jimmy Manoa, but Tiago just so aggressive, so ferocious, so powerful. You know, he moves. He looks so good at 205 pounds. He looks like a killer. You know, he was depleting himself at 185 pounds. He was a killer, mind you. He was a great fighter at 185 pounds. Even better fighter at 205 pounds. Defeated Eric Anders, obviously, who wasn't a 205-pounder. Um, he beat... And then he beat Jimmy Manoa, who was a ranked contender. So Tiago's earned a spot in the top 10 for sure. Um, if you think about some p- potential history, Tiago has history with one contender in the name of Anthony Smith, who's also on the rise right now, who's also looked great. That, that, he just beat Vulcan. Vulcan Ozdemir submitted him. Making his case for the world title shot next. Maybe the winner of Alexander Gustafson versus uh, John Jones, too. Could that be the next fight for Anthony Smith? But Tiago has a more important history with it because the fact is that he finished Anthony Smith at 185 pounds. Tiago comes up, he's a little bit behind, obviously, with Smith beating Shogun and beating Rashad and, you know, having some big wins under his belt while Tiago was still at 185 pounds. Tiago may still have some catching up to do, but if you think about it, he did beat him already. So, what could that, could that be next? Could that be the next thing in the works? A rematch? For Tiago, I don't see, I don't think I could make any sense. I would use that to bargain. You know, maybe beating Manuel would get him one step closer to the title shot. Maybe it's a couple more wins. Maybe like a Glover Teixeira or an Alir Latifi or a Dominic Reyes or something like that. We could have him fight one of those contenders and maybe be one step closer to the world title shot later on. I mean, Jimmy Manuel is no easy guy. He has knockout power in his own right. Um, his chin doesn't seem doesn't hasn't seemed to have held up within the last four KO losses. Yeah, I mean the Gustafson loss, the Anthony Johnson loss, um the Volkan Ozdemir loss, and now Tiago Santos loss. So Jimmy has lost to people that can potentially punch your fucking head off. So there's no shame in that. I mean, good fu- good fucking God, these people hit like fucking cars, so 
I don't know what else you can do. So Tiago Santos, like I said, definitely is in the rise. Definitely has potential power to be a title title challenger in the near future. Okay, moving on over to the women's division. Valentina Shevchenko defeating Yoana Youngjacek by unanimous decision. Beautiful fight. Valentina, I'm very proud, like I said earlier in the show, that I was able to watch her fight live. Yoana versus Valentina, I was looking at it. I was like, is this shit happening? Is this for real? Am I fucking dreaming? <sighs> Are these girls really fighting? Seeing them in the cage fighting was so surreal because it was just crazy because they're so technical. Valentina is very technical. Yoana is very technical. And, you know, it was an excellent fight. You know, Yoana wasn't completely getting, wasn't getting completely dominated. It was just a one-sided fight. It's just something that happened. You know, Yoana has come up short in the last few fights. You know, the fight with uh, Rose the second time, the first fight with Rose Namajunas, and then uh, now the fight with... Um, she only lost Rose Namajunas twice, and then uh, now she's lost to Valentina Shevchenko. So, um, I wonder what's next for both of them. Valentina, however, has a potential date with Jessica I next. Jessica Evil I, who also won um, earlier in the day. She proves a 3-0 and as a flyweight, the longest active win streak in the women's division at flyweight. So... Like I said, I think she deserves it. You know, there was one point in time where Jessica was losing fights and she just couldn't string it together. She was on the wrong end of some bullshit decisions. And, you know, she immediately found her groove when she moved up to, or dropped down to 125 pounds. She used to fight at 135. She was good there. She was very competitive there. She's fought against some of the best female fighters on planet Earth. Um, but, you know, her home in my opinion, was flyweight. She used to fight a flyweight. She used to be in Bellator. Bellator cut her before they could make the flyweight division. Okay, let me pull up UFC Milwaukee. I'm just going to pull that up just so we can talk about it once we're finished with the lineup of UFC 231. Okay, do I want to donate? No, thank you. Sorry, I feel bad for saying that, but I'm okay. So, like I said, Valentina is one of the most complete martial artists, one of the scariest female fighters on the planet, one of the most technical ones. Antonina Shevchenko, her sister, also won previously. Um, no, no, I think it was on a, the other UFC Adelaide card or something like that. I don't, I don't fucking remember. There's been so many UFC cards that I can't even put them together anymore, honestly. Ugh. Like I said, and Nina Ansarov defeats Claudia Gadelia. So Nina Ansarov should have another big fight next. And she beat Claudia Gadelia. So who could she fight next? Maybe a Jessica Andrade or something? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That would be a, what a fight that Jessica Andrade is a ferocious monster. A pit bull should come forward and she'll just bulldoze you. So... Let's hop on over back to Max Holloway. What's next for Max Holloway? What what would I personally like to see, if not Frankie Edgar? Um, you know, all signs point to a potential Tony Ferguson fight or a Conor McGregor fight. That should be the poll. Who would you rather see him fight, Conor McGregor or Tony Ferguson? That would be a hell of a fight. 
that would be a hell of a fight. Both fights would be a hell of a fight. I'm very curious to see what they end up doing with Max, because Max, like I said, is one of the best of all time, and has proven that he is one of the best of all time. Henceforth. Proves it. Day in and day out, he proved it. So, congrats to Max Holloway, and, uh, Yeah. Moving on. UFC returns to Milwaukee as Kevin Lee takes on Ally Quinta in a rematch. December 15th at the Physium Forum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Wonder why Showtime Pettis wasn't on this fight. He's from Milwaukee. That would be fun. Um, got Kevin Lee in the main event against Ally Quinta. Lightweight, we got Edson Barbosa versus Dan Hooker. Ooh, fun fight. I had a, I had a dream about Dan Hooker. I got, I had a dream Dan Hooker got knocked out last night. On God, I do. I love Dan Hooker, but I had I literally had a dream he got knocked out. Bantamweight, this is a banger. Rob Font versus Sergio Pettis. Rematch between Jim Miller taking on Charles Oliveira. Number two, Jim Miller defeating Charles Oliveira by submission in their last contest. Um, Zach Otto versus Dwight Grant. Bobby Green versus Jakar Close. Jared Gordon versus Joaquin Silva. Gerald Merchart versus Jack Hermanson. Dan Idge versus Jordan Griffin. Jessica Rose Clark versus Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee. Adam Milstead, Mike Rodriguez, Trevor Smith, Jack Cummins, Chris Dello, Rocha versus Juan Adams. Main card looks solid. Lee versus Ali Quinta, Barbosa, Hooker, Font, Pettis, Miller, Oliveira for the last uh, card on Fox. Great year for Fox. I mean, great fucking six years for Fox. Or eight years. They started in 2011. Headlined by Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos, the very first fight card that I remember watching on, obviously it was the first fight card, I, I remember watching it, I just remember everything I was doing. It was Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos after Cain just beat the brakes off Brock Lesnar, so I had looked at Junior's career, I had looked at Cain Velasquez's career, I was like, ooh, this is gonna be an amazing fucking fight when this happens. Kane gets knocked out in 64 seconds. So I had essentially gotten ready for nothing. I was just like, oh my goodness. Did that really just happen? Did that really just fucking happen? It happened. I was getting all prepared for it. Wasn't ready. Um, Craziness happens. And henceforth. Fox era was fun. A lot of fun fights on Fox. I was looking at, there was a list that I was looking at earlier of all the shows on Fox. I mean, there's a lot of fun fights and I was looking at every single one of them. I was like, I watched that one. 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 I watched all of them. We've watched hundreds of fights and we continue to add to the legacy. So, I mean, uh, this is like, in the mixed martial arts world, we're going to watch Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fights. I think there's so many fights in my head that I can't even put them all together anymore. I mean, look at the UFC, for example. This, these last few weeks and on, it, 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 in the year, 
Every single one of them. I think it was like six weeks straight. For the rest of it, we had Fox, uh, a bunch of, of cards. We'll fight cards next after um, Lee versus Ally Quinton. We got Jones versus Gustafson. Jones versus Gustafson. And January is Cejudo versus Dillashaw. Wow, that's a solid card. Cejudo versus Dillashaw. Wow. So Henry Cejudo will take on TJ Dillashaw. Paige Van Zandt versus Rochelle Ostovich. Bilal Mohammed versus Jeff Neal. Banger. Jeff Neal, if you look at his last fight against um, who, who did he fight? Frank Camacho. Gee, it was in Texas too. Wow. Glover Teixeira versus Ion Kuntelaba. Wow. That's a great fight. Alonzo Menafid versus Viniscus Castro. Randy Brown versus Chance Rin Country. Joanne Calderwood versus uh, Irene Lipsky. First fight card in uh, on ESPN. John Jones versus Alexander Gustafson card looks good too. Um, Jones versus Gustafson too. Amanda Nunez versus Chris Cyborg. That's a fight a lot of people haven't been talking about. I think that's stylistically one of the most interesting female fights of all time. That is the Jones versus Gustafson of female fighting because that is an excep- exceptional female fight. You look at what Amanda Nunez has been able to to do throughout her career since her loss to Kat Zingano. She's looked absolutely ferocious. She's been able to put it all together. She eventually was able to grasp her shot against Misha Tate. She defeats Misha Tate. She hurts Misha Tate on the feet. Misha tries to go for a smish, uh, take her, go, she busts Misha Tate's face up. She busted Ronda Rousey up. Um... Has she fought Holly Holman? No. She fought Valentina Shevchenko twice. Very fun fights both times. Amanda Nunes fucking hits like a man. Chris Cyborg already hits like a man. And he's just, is just as ferocious. Both women are ferocious. Now, Amanda is more controlled ferocious. Chris Cyborg's a lot more aggressive, I feel like. I, did, I it, Honestly, I fucking can't decide who's more aggressive. You're going to have to put it together for yourself. This fight is fucking insane. This is going to be a banger of a female fight. One of the best female fights of all fucking time, mind you. When this happens, it will be one of the most chaotic fights we will ever see and have the pleasure to see in mixed martial arts. So I can't wait for that one. At welterweight Carlos Condit returns against Michael Maverick Chiesa, making his 170-pound debut after liking not to fight at 155 pounds no more because he's depleting his body. He looks like shit. He can be a monster at 170 pounds. He's massive. He's already big for 155 pounds, so the move is necessary. And what better fighter to go up against than Carlos Condit? It's a huge fight. Huge fight card. Light heavyweight Alir Latifi versus Corey Anderson. Latifi coming back for injury. Anderson coming off a win over Glover Teixeira. Um, featherweight Chad Mendez versus Alexander Volganovsky kicking off the main card. That will be interesting. The main card, we have two title fights and three non-title fights at welterweight, light heavyweight, and featherweight. Headlined, speaking of heavyweight, the preliminary card on Fox Sports 1 will be headlined by Andre Arlovsky versus Walt Harris. Women's featherweight, speaking of Katsinganu, 
Kat Zagano takes on Megan Anderson, or Megan Anderson. Douglas De Silva de Arandraj takes on Peter Yan. At lightweight, BJ Penn returns against Ryan Hall. Early preliminary cards on Fight Pass. Brian Kelleher versus Montel Jackson. Andre Ewell versus Nathaniel Wood. Uriah Hall returns against Bavon Lewis Curtis. Curtis Melinder versus Ciar the... What is... What is Ciar the Great Bahadur Zada. That's a great card. That's a solid card. Jones versus Gustafson, too. It's very solid. I can't wait to see that one. That one airs... um. December 29th at on T-Mobile Arena. <laughs> I paradise no matter, you fucking bitches. I can't, I can't wait for that. It's exciting. You, get to see, you really get to see how John looks when he comes back against Gustafson. So we get amazing main event. We get an amazing co-main event between the two female fighters, Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg, John Jones, Alexander Gustafson. The first fight with Jones and Gustafson was one of the best fights I've ever seen. One of the best fights in light heavyweight history. All credit to the champion, Daniel Cormier, but this is a huge, big fight for the light heavyweight division. And as Cormier's on his way out, Jones and Gustafson, if Gustafson wins, has a third fight potentially. And we could continue to have continued success at 205 pounds with or without Daniel Cormier, with all, with all respects. Because how big these fights are. I mean, Ion Kuntilaba versus Govichir. Corey Anderson, Alir Latifi. Um, Dominic Reyes is here. We got, uh, we got Thiago Santos in the mix. We've got Anthony Smith. A lot of fucking killers at 205 pounds. So it really does make for an interesting year of 2019 for the 205 pound division. Hence, because all the different fucking challenges and challengers that are coming red hot for the winner of Gustafson versus Jones. For the inaugural light heavyweight title. DC stripped. So, let's go on back to Kevin Lee versus Al Iaquinta. I kind of sidetracked for a second. But it's an interesting fight because Al's already beaten Kevin Lee. But you look at Kevin Lee's ascension. Kevin Lee... um, He's coming off a win over Edson Barbosa. Very interesting win. Very fun win. Definitely is one of the uh, future champions. I mean, before he fought Edson Barbosa, he was fighting Tony Ferguson. He fought Michael Chiesa, Francisco Trinaldo, Magomed Mustafa. So all Kevin, all Kevin Lee's one, two, three, four, five. Six fights. Last six fights have ended in a finish. You no, know, he was finished by a submission in his last fight with Tony Ferguson. And then beat Edson Barbosa earlier this year in April. He's finished Michael Chiesa. finished Francisco Trinaldo, Malagomed Mustaf, Jake Matthews, beat Efrain Escudero. Then he was stopped by Leonardo Santos back at UFC 194. Aldo versus McGregor. I forgot about that. I forgot that was on that card. He beat James Muntansri, Michael Michael Prezeris, John Tuck, Jesse Ronson. And then before that, he lost to Ally Quinta. 
Damn, Brandon Thatch. I forgot about Brandon Thatch. I just came across his name. Whatever happened to that dude? This dude just fell off the fucking mark. He lost to Benson Henderson. Gunder Nelson. Sierra Bahadur Zada. And then Nico Price. They got a main event, though. Paulo Thiago. I'm looking at a lot of people's different fucking uh, Wikipedias. I used to do this all the time. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, yeah, like I said, Kevin Lee versus Al Eichrich was a very fun fight. Guys kind of have a healthy obsession with each other. Um, you've seen this fight before. You've seen the personalities. You see the Ally Quinta's little tweeter online is Ally Quinta reality or some Ally Quinta reality always tweeting from whenever it comes. He's really amassed a huge following. If you go and follow him on Twitter, um, it's I think it's Ally Quinta reality. Let me look it up. Let me just pull it up on my phone. Let me pull it up. Yeah, Ally Quinta reality. He follows me. It says, I, re- I sell real, est- real estate because the ESC won't pay me. And he, he has an amazing Twitter following. It's really funny. Um, hmm. So I wonder if he's the guy behind this. This guy named Aaron Weinbaum. Aaron Weinbaum, is he the guy behind that great ally Quinta reality? It's funny. Hmm. Interesting. I'm fucking thirsty. Oh, jeez. When you're on the internet and you just pull up something that you don't mean to see. You guys ever do that? Jesus fucking Christ. LAPD reportedly found nude images at former USC gynecologist storage unit. What the fuck is that? Pull that up. The following may contain sensitive material. You know what I pushed? Continue! Breaking! The LAPD raided a storage unit for G- USC gynecologist George Tyndall and found a trove of homemade pornography and unclothed women in what to be a medical and examine room. Goodness fucking gracious. What else did it say? The 71-year-old passed most of his days in tiny condominium he owns near Lafayette Park. But on at least two occasions, Tyndall drove to a self- storage facility and spent time inside a rental rental unit police said when investigation investigators substantially raided the unit they found a trove of homemade pornography and a set of unclothed women which appeared to be a medical examiner room goodness gracious i'm done reading that that was from the los angeles times the weirdest shit you find on the internet goodness gracious Post Malone's second round of Crocs sell out in less than 10 minutes. Wow, those are actually pretty cool. Do you like Post Malone? Um, 
fucking cold as fuck in here lately. Thai dollar sign indicted for coke possession. Faces 10 years in federal prison. Woo! Just a reading. I'm still trying to find some stuff. One of the most sickening things is uh, a colleague that worked on the MMA Bloody Elbow site. SB Nation. If you follow them on Twitter, Bloody Elbow had one of the writers, one of the publishers, one of the people that were part of, uh, one of the, I think it's journalists or something, Ian Kidd was convicted of uh, child pornography. What the fuck is the deal with that shit? That's absolutely disgusting. It's horrible. No, I'm not even going to get into I'm not even going to give that kind of uh, guy a platform. It's sickening. We're not going to talk about it. Moving on. UFC 233, Colby Covington says that that fight is still on the table. Could that be the fight we want to see? I want to see that because we've been talking about it for a long time. Colby's been talking shit to Tyron for so long. Um, I mean, he said what he said to Tyron Woodley. Tyron, obviously, seems motivated as hell to shut Colby Covington up. And, you know, these guys have gone back and forth for so long, you know, going back to the wrestling days, and, you know, they don't like each other. Colby's a showman, he's he's a great promoter, talks a lot of shit, backs it up so far until he fights Tyron. I I feel that Tyron really can hurt this man. He can put him on his on his heels. Definitely, it's definitely a terrible fight. Not a terrible fight, but it's a, it's a dangerous fight. It's a very very dangerous fight, and it's very very. I just can't stop saying it. Woodley packs so much power. He hits you. It's not. It's not going to be good. I mean, you look at the only punch he landed in this fight with Till is the one where he hurt Till. He hurt Darren Till. He dropped him. Um, then he goes for the Dars. And he finishes the fight. And Woodley... And they're contesting an interim title fight between Ben Askren and um, Kamaru Usman. And I'm really interested to see what happens. If that does happen. Um, anyways... You guys, have you guys seen the new Avengers trailer? I'm going to pull it up. I don't think I'll get in trouble for it because you can't see it. Hold on. It's really exciting. And I started to watch the theories afterwards. Interesting to see what happens. Tony's trapped in space. Rescue is more fun than it sounds. 
Turns off the helmet. Thanos did exactly what he said he was going to do. I'm going to kill the volume now. Epic, epic, it looks fucking epic, I, I can't fucking wait, Avengers Endgame, that's the name of it. interesting because if you look at the end of Infinity War all of the heroes died the 50% Thanos wiped out half 50% of them so it's going to be interesting to see how they get them back how they fight Thanos how they defeat Thanos and how they can get all their friends back and the steps the individual steps this marks the end of an era I need to stand up real quick Man, it's been a long ass time. Speaking of that, I just want to get into my fucking crazy ass week, actually. First things first, I got my wallet stolen yesterday out of my jacket. Because I put it in my jacket at my job and put it on the coat hanger. So I was working at my station. I get called over at another station. I'm not going to say where. But I come back later on when my shift's done. My jacket's still up there, but my zipper's open. My wallet's not in there. And yeah, so... Very interesting to see. I'm going I'm to call them. I'm going to have a request for security cameras. I just want to find out who and put this behind me. It's very unfortunate because my ID was in there. My uh, a, few, a few, I think like 60 bucks or something was in there. Um, My debit card. Well, not my debit card. It was like a gift card or some shit like that. Like a, a work card for direct deposit, which hadn't even been activated yet. So I have to go back and I have to... um get a new one, get a new requested one. Um, got to get a new ID, social security card. So hoping for all the best when it comes to that. I'm pretty sure I just probably just took the money and disposed of the wallet or some shit like that. I don't know. Who knows? I'm pretty damn sure that it was taken out of my wallet, uh, out of there because my wallet was anywhere else. Um, I'm still going to be launching an investigation. I'm going to see, I'm going to, 
have them look at any footage they possibly could t- potentially could have. And I have the specific times that I want to see. So my wallet got stolen the last few weeks. My phone got stolen or the week before that, which was actually a week that we didn't have the podcast. So my phone's been stolen the past couple of days. Got a new one since then and watched much better phone. I'm so happy. Now I can be back on the internet. Um, and, you know, I was on the, I was, I was on the internet before, but I just, I'll explain some other time, but my, I just didn't have service. My phone was super slow. It was like 2G or something. I can't even really watch YouTube or anything else like that. But yeah, my phone's been stolen. My wallet was stolen out of my jacket for my job. So it's been a pretty fucking rough week, pretty fucking upset. But you know, a lot of interesting stuff has happened in the mixed martial arts world. So, um, it's been pretty fun. So, um, it's pretty, pretty exciting fights, you know, aside from everything that's happened, you know, there's been some great fights, some great things gone down in the MMA world. And I think it's going to be very fun moving forward. So I feel that UFC and ESPN will benefit massively from their deal, massively from the production of the UFC and massively from these huge stacked cards. So that leads me into the last thing. The second to last thing before we get into fight picks, and we'll get you guys on your way. Uh, well, fight picks for UFC Milwaukee. But um, Greg Hardy, MMA fighter, NFL prospect turned MMA fighter. Greg Hardy has had his run-ins with potential domestic violence back in the day, years back. You know, he he's since then decided to work on his life improve his his way of living, rehab. He found mixed martial arts. He's turned his life around. He's a um alleged domestic violence advocate. So he's participated in some unfortunate things, some beatings of an ex girlfriend, alleged domestic violence. So the UFC's taken a lot of flack for signing Greg Hardy, for having interest in him, for letting him fight on um on the contender series, you know, the developmental contract, Greg Hardy on the ESPN, the first, um, fight card. And, you know, of Rochelle Ostovich, very beautiful, very gorgeous mixed martial arts fighter who fought for Invicta, who now in the UFC, she's slated to fight Paige Van Zandt at the first UFC ES on ESPN. So there's been a lot of controversy. I've been seeing this. I haven't been able to talk about it because I've had a crazy ass fucking week. But um, the booking of Greg Hardy on, on the Rochelle Ostovich thing. You know, I have to say that I'm not surprised because you look at the USP, US, the UFC on ESPN. The first fight card, it, it's stacked from top to bottom. And what better way to boost the ratings and make the best fucking impression ever to have Greg Hardy and no Greg Hardy is going to attract a lot of people the fact is all publicity is good publicity they're putting a lot of huge fights on this first card and I think it's potential reasons to sell it it's the UFC the UFC fucks people over for title they deserve title shots they put in these freak show fights they do all this crazy ass shit so far and we've been a part of some of the craziest moments in UFC history craziest fights in UFC history the freak show fights Brock Lesnar beating Mark Hunt GSP fighting um, Michael Bisping, um, 
You know, I don't, UFC, it's, it's, it's UFC, W-M-E-I-M-G, Conor McGregor, you know, talking up a storm, you know, trash talk being the main entity in the mixed martial arts world. We are in the era of business and entertainment. W-M-E-I-M-G presents a lot of entertainment values. They work with a lot of actors from Hollywood. Um, obviously they're going to get the most entertainment out of the, out of the fight game. And get these guys riled up, get these guys talking shit, get these guys selling pay-per-views, biggest fight cards, Jones, Gustafson talking shit to each other. That's going to sell. It's going to sell because these guys are talking shit because Connor, it sells ratings, it boosts ratings, it makes people want to watch this fight because these guys don't like each other. These guys, or these females want to take each other's heads off. So it boosts the ratings. So you think of that. And now they're in the business of putting together the best fights ever, like Cejudo versus Dillashaw. You know, every single fight card moving forward is aimed to be one of some of the best. And for the best, they have to boost the ratings and have some of the best impressions for the first show on ESPN, which is what I see that they're doing. It's a UFC. They're going to go for the business. They're not going for criticism. Um, open criticism is unfortunate. No one should be victims of any domestic violence or anything like that. It's not Rochelle's fault that she was an alleged victim in domestic violence case with her ex-husband or with her current husband, which she isn't currently seeing. Arnold Burdone, Hawaiian fighter. Haven't really watched a fight. They have a kid together, so this maybe I don't, I don't know how how long ago this happened, but um, very very unfortunate for people that are victims of domestic violence for sure. Uh, no one should go through that, and I completely see what people are saying. You know, it's traumatizing. It's not fun to have. To it's it really is it's a disgusting thing. You know, this guy potentially beat his girlfriend. And, you know, there's a girl who's fighting on the same card as her, as him, that was beaten by her ex-husband, or her husband. And there's a guy who beat his girlfriend on the same card that she's, she's on. So it can be traumatizing. It is, the fact is that her husband hit her and hurt her, um, and he hit his woman and hurt her, and he's on the UFC roster fighting. He has a potential shot in the UFC. You know, people, I believe in second chances, but... I can see definitely where it's coming from when it comes to that. Quickly, let's get on over to UFC Milwaukee. Let me just pull it up one last time, and we'll get you guys out of here. Because it's fucking cold in here. It's fucking freezing. Um... So, Kevin Lee versus Ally Quinta. Ah, fuck, it's a hard one. It's such a hard one. I'm going to have to go with... That's such a hard one because Kevin Lee looks so good. I'd say I'm going to go with Ally Quinta because Al did beat him in the first fight. Al has great boxing, knockout power, great wrestling. I feel that... I, I, I feel that Al... Obviously, you know, he's good. That's the thing. But Kevin Lee's so good, too. So I, I really don't know. I'm just going to be safe and say, Al, by the end of the decision, I'm going to bite my words. If anything, uh, 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 uh. Edson Barbosa versus Dan Hooker is a banger. Dan Hooker's been knocking everyone out in these last few fights. So it'd be interesting to see a striker versus striker matchup. And see if Edson wants to wrestle because... Edson not only can crack, he can he can grapple as well. He's a submission expert. Um, 
definitely has some of the nastiest kicks in the division. Um, I'm just curious to see how Dan Hooker takes his first huge contest, biggest fight for him um, to date, and it's very interesting. So Rob Font, banger, Rob Font hits like a truck. He's fighting very dangerous guy, Sergio Pettis, number, I think, number one ranked, if anything, Sergio Pettis. Oh, no, that was at flyweight. This is bantamweight now, excuse me. So um, I'm curious to see what happens in that one. I'm going to have to go with uh, Rob Font on that one. I can't go against Rob Font. I think Rob Font gets the upset. I think he could stop Sergio Pettis. Um, Jim Miller versus Charles Oliveira. Based off Jim's last fight against... uh, Who who did Jim fight? He fought Alex something. Alex White. Yeah, he beat the brakes off Alex White. He looked better than ever. He hurt him twice on the feet. Dropped him. Submitted him. So I'm going with Jim Miller by submission, Rob Font by stoppage, Dan Hooker by unanimous decision, and Allied Quinta by unanimous decision. That's it. That that's it for us. Like I said, congrats to Max Holloway, congrats to Tiago Santos, congrats to Valentina Shevchenko finally realizing her dream. A lot of interesting stuff has happened in the last few days, last few weeks. Um, since we've been off, since we've been on, there's a lot of interesting things coming up. Bellator's doing big things. One FC just announced a new deal, TV deal with TNT. Very interesting in North America. I'm really curious to see how they do numbers wise and see how they can, you know, do to continue to do big things from signing guys like Sage Northcutt. Eddie Alvarez trading Ben Askren for Demetrius Johnson and more, many more to come reported by Helwani, Ariel Helwani. Interesting to see what happens. One's doing big things and can't wait to see the evolution of mixed martial arts. Um, Bellator got two back to back, uh, cards in Hawaii. One headlined by Alima Lay McFarland versus Valerie Litourneau. Leota Machida makes his long awaited Bellator debut against Rafael Lovato Jr. or Rafael Carvalho. I think, yeah, Machio Carvalho. Um, and then we got Ryan Bader. Uh, wait, no, not Ryan Bader, excuse me. Got, uh, Michael Chandler versus Brett Primus, too. So that's an excellent, too. It's a fight for the troops card. Um, interesting to see what happens. Um, Bellator doing big things. One doing big things. UFC continuing to doing big things. The ESPN debut. The last Fox show. This is the last shot show on Big Fox. Obviously, you got Fox Sports 1 still going to have some fights on there when it comes to Jones versus Gustafson. Um, that is our show today, guys. I appreciate you guys for joining in. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Very excited. Um, to be back, like I said, very unfortunate week, but like I said, we made it through, we pushed through, we're here, back, we're going to publish the show for you guys, we'll be up maybe in an hour or two following this broadcast, I appreciate you guys for joining us in, this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off, you know where to find me, at G Meeker MMA on Twitter, and one last thing before we get the fuck out here, my Instagram got deleted as well! So that's three things. I forgot to mention it. So we're still going to be active on the G Meeker MMA show uh, Instagram. It's just the fact that I haven't been able to post and I've only been on and the, and the app's not working for some reason. So it's really just thwarted me away from using Instagram as much. So I've kind of been stuck on Twitter. So 
that's the reason why you can follow me on Instagram at gmaker underscore MMA. Now the new official handle at gmaker underscore MMA at gmaker MMA show on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to, uh, facebook.com slash Gaby baby one, two, three. This is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week. Good night, bitches. Gmaker MMA out, baby.